Welcome to Brain Stew, the ultimate A to Z podcast. All views and opinions are that of our own and do not reflect or promote the views of others. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to explain what you were just doing? So literally at this point... And it like it came in in perfect timing. Was like I was rubbing my head, and it was like, (laughs) and that's well. Welcome back to Brainstorm, I guess. Hello, and welcome for episode G. Are you happy now? You got your E in there. Yeah. What's next week? Oh, that's gonna be a tough one. (sighs) Episode A. But yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning in last week to F. We had some good, F. good chats about the F fans. It was, it was great. There was, um, there was some really, really good information that we delved through. Um, it's a hard week, though, wasn't it? I mean, I could, I could have talked about Finch for days. Yeah, I, I think like, I think if we ever did like a revisit of the whole thing, you, you. So I did WD forty my chair as well. It's just really, uh, yeah. So like, fight star, Foo Fighters. Four years strong. I know. Apologies to anybody that were, you know, that were in it for those F bands and they didn't get a chance to talk about them. Yeah, I I think it's, um, we we could have talked about, I mean, certainly like Foo Fighters, that's like a whole fight. Well, it's like a fucking whole A to Z, isn't it? Foo Fighters. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, um, it it was great. And obviously the the, the amazing friend circle. (sighs) Yeah, great to have those guys on. And what I, I'm still like, I didn't say it last week because I, I completely forgot because I was totally sort of swept away with it all. But I'm I'm going on record and saying that is my song of the year so far. Life of the Party, that's at number one in my songs this year that it have been released. Fabulous. It's um, Feb. <laughs> yeah, 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 but challenge it, top it. Someone come along and top that. Yeah. Give me a better song than that. I'm waiting. Because that that's brilliant, and, and you know, like I say they're really nice guys, yeah. and and they, they're getting tons of cool press and everything like that. So there's loads of places playing their if music. If that's the that. first single, you know, what's the album going to sound like? So yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, I think again, like really cool, great guys. And um, if you didn't listen to last week, check them out. Friend Circle, F R N D C R C L on socials. But anyway, enough of the fuzz. Okay, what are people saying? It's time for. Should we fetch the mail in? Let's do it. Ready? Oh, letters. I <laughs> love it. All right, so we've had emails. We haven't had letters. We don't get letters. No, I really want some letters, though. Well, no one knows where to send them. No. P.O. Box, Brain Stew. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so the first letter we had is from Jonas. Jonas? Jonas. Which, which one of the brothers was it? No, I believe it's my name is Jonas, as in Weezer. <laughs> um, and he just says, Ella Garden are amazing. Oh, do you think he's heard, heard them before? I'm, I don't think that he has. I think it's kind of because it was. It was. I'm, I'm guessing the exclamation in it was like, "Yeah, they're amazing." I've just listened to them. I've just oh, that's cool. So yeah, really, really cool. And and you're you're absolutely right, Jonas. They are amazing. Okay, the next one comes from two related things here. Okay, um, from the cunningly titled six nine six nine six nine. We always get the six oh, nine, don't we? Because we had that last week, didn't we? But someone was like. Yeah. Something, something. I think that's one of those things, you know, when you're at school and you made an email address and it it was just the first thing that came to your head or it was really immature to put 69 there. I didn't have an email address when I was at school, mate. Did you not? No. (laughs) It's 
they weren't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, he simply says, or she simply says, or they simply say, Tadger rules the earth. <laughs> Fucking right, Tadger rules the earth. I, I cannot wait for this battle royale because Tadger is going to fuck some shit up. And if this is your first time listening, you're and you're thinking, what the hell is a Tadger? It's not what you think. Um, it's not the. It's not a small penis. No, but you need to go and listen to the previous episode. Was it episode E? It was Elagarden, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, we're looking at the picture of E with a fucking massive badger and a tortoise shell on it. It was episode E. Um, and then we had another... We, so we, we've, got, we've got about five emails, five, six emails this cool, week. Okay. Cool. Um, Tadger21, amazing name, <laughs> just says, great show. Are you guys okay, though? Yeah, that's that's understandable. It's a fair shout. <laughs> Thank you for your concern, Tadger21, and love your name. Because we do um, talk bollocks for, yeah. for most of this. Yeah, it's also... I think that's what people are tuning in for. I, I hope it is. We, we've had um, listeners in different countries this week again. Oh, yeah. Um, so we've picked up some listeners in Tel Aviv, Israel. So thank Still you. What, where? Tel Aviv in Israel. Okay. So thank you, thank you very much um, for tuning in. And America has overtaken Portugal now. Oh. So we've had loads of listeners stateside. Uh, Minneapolis, um, lots of different places. I can't remember them all. Um, but yeah, so thank you for tuning in. And you've actually overtaken. So it's now UK listeners, American listeners, um, Portuguese listeners, Japanese listeners, um, and lots of others sort of following down there. So again, oh, amazing thing. Anyway, back to the plot. Pete, remember Pete? Pete's back. Pete. So Pete had said last week, we're talking about a sandwich. Yeah. Right? Pete has just said this week, I like brioche. Just That's it. That's it. Full stop. I like brioche. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Oh, no. I, I just, I, I like it. I, I want Pete to keep talking to us. Can you just quickly um, write back to Pete for me and just say, I like brioche too. Okay. But with like chocolate in it. Ooh, game changer. Yeah. I like that. Okay. The next one says, this is from Wookford. Wookford? Wookford. Okay. And it starts off very, very dramatic because it's um, it's very much like... Um, if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one around to hear it, why do Doritos taste like shit? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I take my, my uh, hat off. Um, I, I doth it. I take my hat off and I salute you, Wickford. You're fucking right. Me and Wickford are not friends. Wow. Shots fired. I am. Totally agree, Whitford. And we have we've had nothing from CJ this week, nothing from BJ. Um, yeah. So you know it is what it is. Well, yeah. Thanks everybody for writing in and telling us what you think. Um, maybe write in and give us some more suggestions about bands you'd like to hear on the show in uh, in the letters that are coming up. Chat at Freaking bloody lootly. Um, all right, Jay. We are on to episode G. And it's time for the big reveal of the G band. Are we ready? Let's do it. Goldie looking chain. I knew you were going to do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, my turn. Try again. Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> that felt like that could be on like Heart FM or something or like a proper <clears throat> 80s like radio show. Yeah. Okay, right. Seriously though, this time. Alright. Girls allowed. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Is it? Here we All go. Right. It's Green Day. Green Day. The again, I think they're in the Titans. 
I'm going to say that they are they're an they're an uber titan. <laughs> I, I think they this is the band that controls the world. I'm convinced that this is the yeah. band that sits at the top of the tree. Uh, and when you uh, think pop punk, you think Green Day. I think that's the first band that always comes to my head. Like, yeah, old I, school, old just, school pop punk. This this week, like sort of going back to the kind of like the the core of Green Day, the roots of Green Day, and really learning more about it and listening and kind of reconnecting with how I felt when I listened to some of those songs in the first place is unreal. And, it, and it's just kind of like, it's, it's made me love the band even more. Um, and, it, and it's been such a really cool experience to think back to, Oh yeah, God, when I heard that, and yeah. why did I like that song so much? And I think that's what I love about doing this, this show is, you know, particularly this theme at the minute is going back and you're forced to listen. Well, not forced, but you know, yeah. it, it, <laughs> not a gunpoint. But, it's, uh, it's research as well as enjoying the song. Yeah, totally, but, yeah. um, going back and listening to some albums you haven't heard in a while. And, and and then like again like learning the backstory behind to some of it as well now and like in this day and age where we have so much more access to media and stuff like that you can you get to hear more about it whereas like when I was listening to this band as they they were sort of coming up um, there wasn't loads of information you couldn't just go on onto YouTube and watch Green Day live you had to wait until it came onto MTV yeah if you were lucky um, so things like that are just amazing but yeah from where they from where they started out and where they are currently. I mean that that's just yeah. fucking amazing and they've had a pretty hefty career uh, rock and roll hall of fame inductees um from three kids you know playing shows in Gilman Street to uh, it is phenomenal and um I think they've they've been a catalyst for so many other bands and they've we talked about descendants the other week being you know kind of that step away from hardcore and laying the path for for lots of other bands and I think Green Day have done that in their own way because they've they've kind of gone from that sort of um, the Gilman Street era and the East Bay sort of area to them becoming this mm. major thing and and I mean it's the reason I wanted to play in bands and yeah, I didn't realize how long they'd been about they they were their high school band weren't they they start, yeah. started at school yeah. together yeah and it's it, it was with um, different drummer Trey didn't join until later um, so they had a guy was a, a um, guy called um, John Kiffmeyer who was um, a little bit older than them. Right. And he played drums with them for a while, and then they kind of um, met Trey, who was playing for a band called The Lookouts, and that was um, that was um, the band that Larry, who um, ran Lookout, Lookout Records, Trey was yeah. playing for his band, and Lookout. This this is the cool thing, and this is what I think. Like music is desperately needing. I don't know. I don't know actually, but. There were, there were there were labels that were basically putting music out to put music out. It wasn't about the green, and it wasn't about the whole yeah. kind of like you know we've got to make money back on this, and you know how many how many you know like we do. Oh, this band's had several Spotify listens or whatever. This was very much like we're putting music out because we want to put music out, and it all centered around Gilman Street, um, which was I guess it, it was like a community hub really, where it was, it was a venue where like-minded people would go and listen to music and they, they had rules where there was like there was no racism no sexism no homophobia no alcohol no drugs everyone's treated equally well, like a youth center type thing was it it was kind of yeah it's sort of like that but it, it was for like kind of like adults as well i guess as well but it was basically for bands that weren't signed and it was just a place where you could go and play your music yeah and and this place was basically the kind of the it formed the DNA of Green Day because this was a place that they say that they, they could go and just be completely themselves and immerse themselves in like-minded people and just do their thing. And what grew from that was, was phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah, so, I mean, the 
the first couple of EPs they released on Lookout, which was the Thousand Hours, uh, Thirty Nine, and Smooth, which then came together as the Thousand Thirty Nine Smoothed Out. Um, What's the Slap EP? Um, Thousand Thirty Nine Smoothed Out Slappy Hours became yeah. their their first album, and and some of the songs now I remember listening to them as a kid and being like, "Oh my days! This this is like this is really fast kind of like punky music, but it's a love song." Is it nineteen ninety? Uh, it would have been, yeah, I think 1039, 39 Smooth was 1990, and then like they, they followed up with Kaplunk the following year, but again, that was released on Lookout, and that was the first album with Trey. And the sound, the, 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 the it's not disrespectful to John Kiffman, because he's a good drummer, but Trey would just step the game up. And like, the guys said that when he joined the band, like, Mike was like, well, I realised I had to step my game up massively yeah, because right. of how fucking good this drummer was. And, like, him and Billy were just completely in awe of Trey. And um, and all of a sudden, they've got this this unit that was like, we can we can fucking smash this. And and the songs they wrote, their, the whole ethos about how they did things is just, like, phenomenal. And and, and that, that was the foundation. So them being in Gilman Street... Um, then wanted to play because they, they would say like we just struggle to play shows you like if you couldn't get on a bill somewhere you had to make a show so it'd be like right um, someone's having a keg party okay right can we play you know someone's doing yeah. this okay can we play um, you know we're having a party around the house great can we play and and it was just that whole kind of thing was like that's what they wanted to do and, and Gilman Street was that whole kind of place where it just sort of bred that kind of real positivity in bands that would say like you know come and play your shows here because you'll you know we want to hear you, and and it, do you think do you think there was as many bands then as there is now? Because it seems like everybody is in a band nowadays. You know, like before it was like, oh, you play in a band. You know, like it was really unheard of. Do you think when Green Day were first starting out that they were kind of the only band in their town or like yeah. one of? But today, I mean, is it? I mean, what would be reasons for that? I guess like cheaper, you can buy cheaper equipment. Because it's yeah. more mass produced, so it's more readily available. So that would make sense as to why more people could afford to buy equipment and stuff like that. But I know maybe it's just in this kind of like hyper connected age that we're aware of it because we know the ins and outs of everybody's lives. Where you might not have yeah. connected with so many people before, and now you see you know five hundred pictures on Facebook a day of people playing guitar. You're like, I didn't know that guy played guitar. Whereas beforehand, that may yeah. never have come up in a conversation because you may have not actually met that person. I, I don't know. I don't, just, I don't know. It just seems is. like there's endless amounts of bands now online that you, you find a new band every day. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's like if you look at, you know, bands that, like, certainly like, like local bands that we've known um, that, you know, form, play, fall by the wayside. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's always been loads of those. And, and it, you know, this, this whole thing with like Gilman Street is I imagine there was a an absolute truckload of those as well with Green Day so Green Day were one that came out from that but there were bands like um, I think like um, Operation Ivy played there um, why do I know that name? Uh, Green Day covered one of their songs they, they were uh, and I mean, they recently um, a couple of the members um, did a song um, at um, I think it was an Interrupters show um, okay, but yeah, really, really cool. Um, and they they were a huge influence on um, on on Billy and Green Day because of oh, cool. they they were in that sort of um, in that sort of scene. So there was there was cool bands that were coming up from that neck of the woods, um, and it was it was just inspirational for them to go and do that. But it all kind of changed the moment they signed to a major because Gilman Street had the rule that if you're on a major label, you're not allowed to play. Yeah. So Green Day immediately from being this kind of like you know center of all this you know, amazing stuff, were then like, you're done. You can't play here. 
and 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 I, how the turntables. Yes, yes, how the turntables have turned tables, Michael Scott. Um, but yeah, and and they they obviously they 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 knew that, and they were like, well, you know, we we want to go off and do our own thing. We want to record in a proper studio. And they went off and recorded a small album, which in 1993 it was recorded and released in 1994, called... Dookie. Dookie. Or Ducky. And that was the first time that I heard Green Day. Yeah, I think I think Basket Case is probably the introduction for me too. Um, I, I can't listen to that song anymore. I don't I, know about you, but... Yeah, God, yeah, I can still. Yeah? There's, there's not a song in this, this band's catalogue that I couldn't... It's like it's whenever, because you must know, I've done it myself, covered it in a band. Yeah. But whenever you hear like a local band cover Basket Case. I've never covered Basket Case in a band. Have you not? No. Oh, okay. No, I've never, I've never been in a band where people have wanted to cover it. In a covers band where people have wanted to cover it because they've they've said like oh no it's just too common everyone covers this song don't want to do it exactly I think though. secretly it's because people don't know how to play it but um, <laughs> I, I, yeah I'm I'm very much like I I mean don't get me wrong it's an incredible song yeah. it, it's it, you, you can file it's it like in with the, that all the small all, things literally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get it I bet it, it's a phenomenal song but yeah so for me that Welcome to Paradise was the first one that um, absolutely stuck in my head the bass riff in the middle yeah amazing uh, the build and Longview. Yeah, they were great they were on acid when they wrote Longview. Well, oh, legit. Yeah, like li- literally, <laughs> it was. Um, I think it was Billy and Trey were doing acid, and they were like, Trey was like working out the drum parts and like, and then like Mike just put the bass riff in, and it was like all of a sudden it's like, so you know, we and like a couple of weeks ago on like week B when we were like um, episode B when it was like, oh, Tom DeLong wrote all the small things because the record label like you just need something catchy, yeah. and he just stumbled across this song and went. Ah, do and it's like it blew up into you know this amazing song and it's like these guys were on acid and they, and, and they wrote long and don't get me wrong i'm sure there's there's like people who again like dude like the 70s like all music was written <laughs> yeah. on acid so but yeah so i mean to, to have that that kind of quality song like that absolutely phenomenal and and that album is just I, i've said it a couple of times before with different bands but there's not a bad song on that album and and it's just it absolutely set me up in a world of like I want to do this. I don't know what this is about this. I don't get it. None of my friends like it. I don't know what this is, but I have to be a part of it. And it's so difficult. Like when there was like a couple of people that I knew that liked it, but most people were like, yeah, it's okay. And I was just like, I just had this kind of like inner sort of like, I, I feel like I belong to this. Like this is what I want to do, but I don't have like-minded people to do this with. No. Or or if I did, it, there was more a case of, well, you're not a good guitarist, so no, or well, that band are actually shit. And this was obviously... Um, approaching the the wave of Britpop as well so it was kind of a lot of well this is this might be happening over in america here we're all about oasis and blur and yeah. it's um, so hard to get hold of music though like nowadays obviously you can just go on your phone and, and yeah. find a song but do you remember like finding a friend that had that had ducky on um yeah on a burnt copy or i something? bought it on cassette oh really from, from <laughs> uh, there was a news agents and they had a big record section at the back and cassettes and i found it on cassette and there and I remember when I brought it home and my brother was like, you don't like Green Day, because he liked Green Day a little bit. And he yeah. was like, you don't like Green Day, you don't know about Green Day, you don't like Green Day. And um, I was like, no, no, I, I do. I heard like one of the songs on MTV the other day and I was like, I love Green Day. And then it, it, this whole thing shifted where he was like, sort of, you still like Green Day? I was like, yeah, <laughs> n- name a song, I'll tell you all the lyrics. And, and this, this whole thing just shifted where he was like, yeah, they're, they're, they're a bit too mainstream for me. And it was like, they're fucking amazing. They're just, they're, you know, and 
and and then when they grew from there and then they went to insomniac and it was just like that to me just completely grabbed me and pulled me in because it was just like it was a harder version of dookie it wasn't as poppy it was more aggressive it was more the songs were so like the, the lyrical content on dookie's fantastic but it just felt like um in insomniac they were like they were angrier and it was like it it, it it sparked something in me. It was like, I want to write music like this. I want to write angry music. I want to write about things that piss me off, but I want to do it in this, this way. I was terrible at it, but it was this inertia, <laughs> like this, no, no, it's, it's like in the kind of thing that it was like, I have to do this. I want to do this. And yeah, that's cool though. It's cool that um, you, you find something that inspires you to, to drive you to do that. Yeah. And then, and then like I ended up in a band with a guy who was like a massive Radiohead fan. And there was these two things where it was like, because to me, I was like, well, I've got a band. I'm not good enough to be in a band with anyone else. These these guys will have me. Great. I'll just kind of toe the line. If I can get some of my influence on it, then great. If I can't, well, okay, whatever. And it, I just went along with that for many years because I was like, well, I don't think I'm good yeah. enough to be in a band. No, it's and, vital. You've, you've got to have everybody on the same page. And, and that's why, like, things like Gilman Street, where it's like there's a community of people who are all, like, you know, in this genre of, like, punk yeah. And we want to play and we respect what you do. Uh, and so I think it's like, yeah, you find your band and, <clears> and you're with like-minded people. And here, where we are, I mean, admittedly, we're, we're not in a, a big, like, popular area. Um, but there's not that kind of level of like-mindedness. There's not that level of, you know, hubs where you can go and play. I mean, like, venues, you know, in, in the south of England are few and far between. Because obviously, COVID's not helped. But as we were sort of stopping playing and stuff like that, all of these small, cool, independent places that we'd have played from absolutely yeah. falling away. Trouble is, we where we are, we, we live at the end the end of the earth, basically, where it's a cluster of fifty well, percent of it's um, sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say it's, it's a cluster of um, covers bands and and people that only want to see covers bands, yeah. um, and it's not really the, the the punk sort of scene, is it? No. And again, that's that's why I think I'm so in awe of the whole Gilman Street thing because it's something that I look back on and think if I'd have lived in that area. I would have been. You're very lucky to find a, a big group of people that like the same yeah. taste and, as you. I would have just been in there every night, playing, you know, watching bands, trying to play in bands with people, and and just that kind of thing for me was like that's just it's such a great vibe. So Green Day came through that and and you know progressed all the way through. And when I when I listen to Insomniac and songs like Geek Stink Breath and stuff like that, and just think like God, it's just so. And I brainstew. <laughs> hey, brainstew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is where we got the name. Love that song. Absolutely fucking love that song. That album was fantastic, and it really struck a chord in me. That was like, I, I just want to play this kind of music. And then Nimrod came along. Yeah. And it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you've merged like Dookie and Insomniac, and you've made this like super album. See, they, they the albums in between sort of bypassed me a little bit between Dookie and uh, American Idiot. Because um, I think Green Day for me are uh, a bit like a category that we put Foo Fighters into the mm. other week. They make really good singles, mm. but albums for me, not so much. Yeah, I'd, I'd wholly disagree on that. <laughs> so being, being a super fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, like again, like the first, from like 39 or 1039 album. Um, the, that's all the, all the EPs combined there's a couple of songs on there that I'm like yeah okay they're, they're good but yeah I, I totally go with that yeah. Kaplunk probably a couple towards the end of Kaplunk but that was more Green Day's previous band which was Sweet Children so they put some of the demos from that oh, ones right. there as well okay. um, Dookie, Insomniac, Nimrod no 
every single song on those albums yeah. are brilliant. Like even on, I mean, like the the the, the range in like Nimrod, where you've got um, Hitching a Ride, you've got the Grouch, which has got the chorus of like um, the world owes me, so fuck you. Um, then you've got Scattered, which is almost like a punk pop ballad. Um, then you've got like Last Ride In, which is just kind of like. Um, a surf song with like literally like an instrumental oh, okay. to then you've got take back and platypus i hate you where they're like two minute songs they're just like hardcore songs and then time of your life and then king for a day where there's fucking horns and a, like a brass thing. so that album there's nothing on that album there that isn't good it's, yeah it's all i like i think I, I was there the other day going how do i if i had to pick or if someone said to me you can only have one Green Day album for the rest of your life. You can, and, and it can't be a compilation. Yeah, you can only listen to one Green Day album for the rest of your life. What would it be? You, can you not pick? I, I feel like I want to apologise to the other two albums, but it's, it's between <laughs> Dookie and so, like, I love Kaplunk, love Kaplunk, I love the rawness of Kaplunk. But between Dookie and Somniac and Nimrod, I'm sat there going, I think it's Nimrod. Oh, okay. A because there's 19 songs on it, so it's like that's great. There's more. But it's also, it's just, I think, like I said earlier, like, it feels like me on Nimrod, there's a lot of um, feels from, like, Dookie, and then there's a lot of feels from Insomniac in it as well. So it's kind of like, it's a nice combo. Yeah. Um, and, and who doesn't love Time Your Life? That's a classic song, yeah. Yeah, great and song. that was actually a B-side originally. Oh, yeah? Cool. yeah what, it, was, it was called Good Riddance. Good Riddance. Um, and that, that's why I think on this it's called Time Your Life Brackets Good Riddance or Good yeah, Riddance Yeah, Yeah, so it was a it was a B-side on Brain Stew uh, single um, and it was strummed. So it wasn't picked and there was no horns or anything like that. It was literally strummed. Oh. Yeah, I had it, uh, I still go. got it actually, on a um, a limited edition CD um, of a brain. It's brain-shaped CD with a picture of a brain on the front yes. of it. Yes, yeah, you um, showed me that before. Yeah, and that's, yeah, it's, that's uh, cool. on, um, it's, it's on there. And it came with a warning saying, um, we take no responsibility if this like fucks your CD player up or anything like that. <laughs> But yeah, so from there they went to warning, and yeah. I got to admit, I, I was a bit they, becoming a bit more mainstream sound there, isn't it? It, it, it was a change of sound. So like in in the first couple of albums, and Billy still has the same um, amp rig now, where it's um, he has two Marshall heads. One's called Pete, and one's called Me, um, and that flits between the sound of like the classic Dookie sound, and then like kind of like um, the uh, tech describes it as like a, an eighties metal sound. And they kind of blend the two in, in there and it goes through one cab. And I actually bought uh, an MXR um, Dookie pedal. Um, years and years and years of trying to find a decent distortion pedal. And I've been through EHX ones, Boss ones, um, combining like a Bad Monkey with a D. All, all these different kind of pedals. Yeah. And, and there'll be loads of people out there going like sort of, this guy knows fuck all about pedals. But like that fucking Dookie pedal, I will never, ever get rid of that pedal. That is the best distortion pedal ever. Because... It literally emulates the sound that I've always wanted guitars to have. So you can go turn it up to the meat section, and then that's more insomniac. Turn it down to the Pete section, yeah. that's more dookie. Blend it, Nimrod. Um, so and is that a Billy Joe product? It's, it's it's an official Green Day product. It yeah, it's, oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's called the Dookie pedal, and it's actually got the. You can get the. Um, I think it's called. I'm sure it's still called the Green Day one. It's got the unicorn on it from the father of all motherfuckers on there. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, the one that I've got's actually got the the Dookie explosion on there. But Warning, he changed guitars. I think because on a lot of the other stuff, it was done with blue, which is the strat with the Fernandez neck on it, and then it changed to using like a Les Paul Junior. And a lot of the sounds are similar to that, and it kind of is more of an acoustic 
kind of vibe to like warn him. Oh right, yeah. And then some of the songs just felt a bit more sort of like pulled back, like misery and. Mm. But then there's minority on there and waiting, and and they were great songs as well. So it's kind of like as much as I was like yeah. unsure of some of it, there some, were bits of it that I really enjoyed. Some big more pop songs, I suppose. I, I think it was it was definitely a venture into that because again, like once you've done like Dookie and Somniac Nimrod, where do you go next? So you kind of you have to do something different, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So American Idiot uh, is probably the elephant in the room, isn't it? Well, there was something that happened before American Idiot. So they wrote a whole album. Yeah. And it, in, I think um, it was called Cigarettes and Hand Grenades, he checks notes. C- no, Cigarettes and Valentines. Is this the one that Billy Joe lost? No, it um, got stolen. Oh, stolen. So they recorded 20 tracks um, on laptop and then got stolen. And they basically kind of, I think, saw it as like a blessing in disguise because they were like, we're not happy with this anyway. So they went back into the studio and they started working on something else, which became American Idiot. And there is kind of like where this band had kind of gone from being a punk band that kind of broke through. A lot of bands were sort of saying like, you know, Green Day were getting all this press for being like the band that like broke punk, like kind of brought punk into the mainstream or like, you know, kind of like push punk, like reinvigorated punk. And there's there's bands out there like Bad Religion and that that like, they've been fucking doing this for years. What are you talking about? Yeah. But it kind of, it pushed punk into the mainstream. Um, And along comes American Idiot, which is 10 years after, well, it's, it's 10 years, I think, after Insomniac. Is it 2005, 2004? 2004. So it's 10 years after Dookie. Yeah. So again, it, it then it grabs a, ge- a new generation of people and goes, hey, this is Green Day. See, it got a lot of slack, but I loved American Idiot. I, I'm baffled to anyone who can give it... Really? Can give it shit. I, I, oh, right. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, I, I'm like, going their way. Yeah, no, it's fucking bullshit. No. <laughs> no, I, I'm genuinely like, I, I, I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's... I mean, I mean like, um, Christ... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm again trying to think of a bad track on it. I think American Idiot in itself is a standout song. Like I think most people think of Green Day now; they think American Idiot maybe over the Dookie songs. Yeah, and I think that that's a generational thing because yeah, yeah it's it's kind of it's the oh yeah 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 I love that Green Day band like oh oh you you know they did like when I come around as well. What, the, what's that one? The video as well for American Idiot so iconic. Jesus of Suburbia. Yeah. Sorry, I'm drinking Lucas. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. How many different parts? The city, they're part of it. It's like three songs in one, isn't it? And like a nine minute song. And it's just like, there's nothing about that that isn't good. And then then it goes into Holiday. And then it goes into Boulevard. Yeah. And it's just like... Even Wake Me Up is an awesome song. um, St. Jimmy. Yeah. I'll be the waiting. Just give me an overcoat. Just... Again, and it's just like that. It's like, I'm getting excited. Like, just, so, just, so many big, big songs on that album. And what what an absolute fucking amazing thing. that. So we saw them together at Milton Keynes. Yeah. And it was in front of 120,000 people. Whether that was per day or over a couple of days, I can't remember. But again, they they sold that place out twice. They were playing Gilman Street. Yeah. You know, like 12 years prior to that. What, what, what an achievement. And, and yeah, so, I mean, like, for anyone who says, like, I don't like... I'm, I'm never going to, like, call anyone out for having a different opinion. I, I completely respect the fact that, like with me, yeah. Metallica Black Album, yeah, it's an amazing piece of music. 
I am not a fan of it. I don't like it. I, I don't own it. I have no plans to buy it, etc. Same. But it doesn't mean Metallica aren't good. It just means I, I don't get it. I, Careful, CJ's going to write it. Yeah, yeah. The wrath of CJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, and it's the same with Green Day. It's, it's, there'll be loads of people going, oh, these are just imposters. These are sellouts. These are this. You know, it's, it's, who cares? It's because of the, the previous generation of Green Day fans see American Idiot as this massive sellout mainstream band now that are writing pop songs. Uh, it's, it's such a, a difficult thing because it's kind of like if that is... You know, oh well, you know that band sold out, so I don't like them anymore. And it's like, well, when surely the time for people to stop liking them would have been when they signed to Repose Records for Dookie, because yeah. that's the point where they, in inverted commas, sold out because they signed to a major label. Um, so for people going like, oh, I don't like American Idiot, but I like Dookie, I like Nimrod, I like you know uh, Nimrod, yeah. uh, Insomniac. Well, well, that that doesn't make sense. That really doesn't make sense because right. you you yeah. should only really you should have stopped at Kaplunk because that's when they weren't on a major. So I, I think stuff like that is just a bit of snobbery around the likes of, well, you know, they're, they're now uber popular now, so I don't like them. I think it's just daft because you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're stopping yourself listening to a fuck ton of really good music for the sake of, well, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I don't get it. As for after American Idiot, I think I heard Know Your Enemy on 21st Century Breakdown, but that's it. I didn't follow Green Day yet. Uno dos tres was were, uh, too many songs to talk about on the three the three um, albums. I've got to be honest, I didn't listen to it. Good stuff, no. good stuff. Really, yeah. you know. Again, I'm not going to go through it all, but really enjoyed it. Twenty um, first century breakdown. Um, I liked it. Um, Twenty one guns, great song. Um, no, your enemy's good. Um, Revolution radio. <sighs> still breathing. I had a skim um, skim through the tracks recently, and still breathing was quite a good song. Well, yeah. It's just. It's one of those things, again, when it's kind of like songwriting goes to a next level. And, you know, and I think it's it's one of those things that you see. We've talked about it loads with, like, album evolutions and stuff like that. And this is like a, a real evolution for Green Day because it's like you go to Kaplunk and then Dookie and then Insomniac and then you go to something like Still Breathing and it's just like... Ooh. Yeah, worlds away. Wake me up when September... You know, yeah. again, that... Is just a complete, complete worlds away. And then on the the latest album, the father of all motherfuckers, <laughs> the father of all motherfuckers, um, it's rock and roll. Yeah, it's absolute rock and roll. And it's really interesting watching their um, their uh, induction to the Hall of Fame because when they were referencing all the bands that um, they first heard, so like the kind of the things that like their families played to them, the music that they they really enjoyed a lot of it was like um like british bands so it was like stones the who um and and there was a lot of like sort of what i would say were like mainstream musicians jazz musicians like billy said like you know elvis and things like that so all these mm. people like the, the first people that they they heard music from and and billy sort of all along has been like you know i, I just love rock and roll and i think that that is where i i put green day in a genre now as a rock and roll band i think there's they, a track on Father of All Motherfuckers, actually. I forget the, the title, but it's a proper uh, rock and roll song. I don't know if you know which one. Yeah, I I, there, there's loads. There's there's absolutely loads oh, on, okay. on, on there as well. That, like an old school a diner style. Yeah, and, and that, but I, I think, again, that that's that was the whole... The thing about it was Billy Billy was like, well, you know, I think he on the Apple Music notes, it says, Billy Joe Armstrong says rock and roll has just got so tame. They wanted to blah, 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 blah. And I think it's just that I, I class them as a rock and roll band now. And I think they started as a, a punk band 
And then yeah. I think they just grew into this rock and roll thing. And uh, when they were talking at the start, like, everyone was like, oh yeah, Green Day's, um, Green Day's influences were like the Buzzcocks and the Clash and stuff like that. And I, I remember watching something a couple of days ago and like them saying like, no, it was like Husker Du and bands like The Replacements. Yeah. And it's like Husker Du, you listen to Husker Du and you're like, yeah, I can hear Inca Plunk and 1039, I can hear Husker Du. I can hear the way the, the way that you write songs, the chord formations, things like I can hear that, so I totally get that. Yeah. But then to to evolve into this thing where it's just like, yeah, you know, we we take our influences from all these things. We're a rock and roll band. We're one of the the most successful rock and roll bands on the planet, and here we are in the Hall of Fame. And it, we were three shitty kids, yeah, yeah, that were basically stoned <clears throat> when we signed to a major. And they, the great things with the majors, they they there was the bidding war started, um, and they were like, um, they had um, Geffen. They had no plans to sign with Geffen Records, but they made the guy from Geffen take them to Disneyland. <laughs> really? And they, they were like, yeah, we were going to Disneyland. It's like, we had no plans to sign with him, but it was like, yeah, we just, we wanted him to take us to Disneyland. So we went to Disneyland. And yeah, um, yeah that, that was going to be my tidbit, but it's not. Okay. I've got a, it's not a tidbit, but I was going through YouTube, just looking at interviews and watching their live shows on like um, James Corden's show, Late Late Show and things like right. that. I came across... Um, a Billy meets Billy, so uh, Billy Eilish meeting Billy Joe Armstrong. Okay, um, and that, it was for like a magazine shoot. They both wearing the same clothes and having a, having a chat with each other. Yeah, but it was really cool to see how Billy Eilish was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it's you!" Sort of thing. She's like, "I grew up listening to Green Day. I love Green Day. Me and my brother were obsessed." Sort of thing. And he's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it's you!" And it's just this weird contrast between That's so them so cool isn't it um and he went to a, watch one of her shows and she she was like oh, i was so nervous like knowing that you were in the crowd watching it's nuts because it's like when i think back to like in in like my school days of of being like one of maybe a handful of people that like green day and just like the i mean i was fucking obsessed with green day and it was just like the the weirdness of like oh, who the fuck are they and and then yeah like i said in, in like shows like later down the line like going to like the Milton Keynes show and like seeing people and being like, yeah, you're fucking here. Are you? Okay. okay. Uh, right. Yeah. So you get this now. Cause and, and it was just like, <laughs> cause green day are cool now. Yeah. And it, and it was just this kind of thing that was like, fucking hell. And, um, I, I always, always like just love that band and will never stop. Even if they write music that is different, and you know, even on a limb which pushes my kind of listening boundaries, I will still not love. Uh, will still love that band because yeah. they they've been a soundtrack. Like I'm mean, talking about Blink, like sort of growing up with Blink and stuff like that. Blink was a phase when I was in like my late teens and early sort of twenties, where it was like I just want to have the energy and, and basically be a fuck around like these guys are. But Green Day were the kind of guys that set everything in motion to be like okay, you, you want to play music, you want to do this, you want to do that, you want to, you know. It was never like stick a middle finger up to authority because I was never brave enough to do that. But it, it was more <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I think I, I love the fact that there was a way to express yourself and it was through picking up that guitar and just doing what you wanted. And I, I think if I had my time again, I would definitely go back and do that harder and better. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and... um and really, really give that a better go. And I, as I said to you earlier, like sort of, this is the first time in a very, very long time that I've been like, I want to write music again. Like yeah. just having delving into like a week, a solid week of Green Day listening and being like, yeah, I, 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 
I think it's time, Jay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to dust off the guitar and start hitting my power chords again. But um, that's too often. I think it's Green Day. Like you say, one of those bands you listen to so much when you were younger, like through school and growing up, and um, they kind of fell by the wayside. Then American Idiot came out, and it was like, oh wow, Green Day. Yeah, I forgot about them. And that kind of happened to me again recently. Until we got to G, and obviously we discussed doing Green Day. So the last week, it's just been Green Day every day. And I said to my wife, I was like, I forgot how much I love Green Day. You know, you just, it's funny how much music just falls away from you. Well, literally every week, right, since this is no disrespect to any of the the bands that we've listened to, but every week, at the start of every week, I've put Descendants back on. (laughs) I've just been like, I fucking love this band so much. To the point that... Oh, you're now showing me the t-shirt. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my Milo t-shirt on. Yeah. And my dog's going to be called Milo as well after yeah, yeah. After, um, after after Milo from Sense. Um, but every week I have put Descendants on and been like, oh, I'm so, you know, like when we did Eye Garden, it was like, this is such a cool band. And it was like driving to work on the Monday morning was like, right, okay. Well, like, what was it? It was F. So it was Fallout Boys, what we were doing. I was like, okay. I put, yeah. I put a little bit of Fallout Boys. I was like, nope. Gotta have descendants. So I, I listened to um, I don't want to grow up album, and I was like, That's it. but this is the first week when I was like, ah, I'm not putting descendants on this week. I'm, Just I'm yeah, and I, I, lived, I went straight for Kaplunk, and I've listened to every album this week. And it's just been, it's been amazing. And watch documentaries and watch live shows. And I think there was one bit in one of the shows where they were talking about, or was one of the documentaries, they were talking about bringing people up on stage and why they do it. And I, I remember speaking to people, like I, I saw them on the Nimrod tour in Brixton in 98. And um, they got this guy up on the stage with a guy called Luke, I remember his name. Um, and um, he played um, Knowledge by Operation Ivy. Um, yeah. With them, they covered that. And he came and he fucking smashed it. It was amazing. And um, and I just remember like sort of seeing like when he's like, right, who wants to come on stage and play with us? And everybody going fucking mental for it. And it was just like, yeah. like thank God. God, I wasn't pulled up on stage because I'd have absolutely shat the bed with it. But um, Billy said, like, he once saw, I think it was Van Halen they were watching, and he was like, I want to be able to take that amount of pleasure from seeing someone, I might be crossing two bits, and I've watched so much documentary in the last couple of weeks. But, um, he was saying, like, I want to be able to feel what they feel like playing to all those people. And he's like, so if I can pull someone up stage... And they can feel that as well. Oh, that's so cool. How fucking cool is it? So it's not a gimmick of like, oh yeah, this is the band that gets everything. And it's literally, they do it because they want to share this thing. And this whole thing about Green Days, it's about them being themselves, doing what they want to do, but, you know, using music to find yourself and using music to find like-minded people who, who... who feel the same way about this kind of thing. And and that's like music in its like purest form. It's like that is they, what... they want everybody to be a part of yeah. what they are. And 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 it's not a case of them like we're going to assimilate you into our Green Day cult. Yeah. It's it's more the fact that if you like this stuff, welcome. You know, if you don't, okay, no harm, no foul, fuck off, whatever. But it, not not even with that aggression. It's just like, okay, that's cool, but if 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 you feel on the outside of things that you know if you don't fit in if if life is always this or life is always that it's okay you can be here and this is great welcome and and it's just that whole like feeling of community is just like that's what i got from that band i just didn't have the community around me that yeah. were like yeah we're like-minded people it was more like fuck off you don't fit in so and much it, snobbery with yeah, music so. yeah and and it was it was a real kind of like it's a shame but it, it is what it is um 
but yeah, see that for me was like, wow, this what, what a band, what a fucking band, and you know, the ethos behind the band and the way they go about things is brilliant. And I love you, Billy. <laughs> um, oh no! So yeah, as expected on the Spotify streaming levels, Basket Case is the biggest song on there. Slightly less than Fallout Boy, which I can't believe. 642 million plays. Versus 809, was it, for yeah. centuries? Um, I suppose, that, I mean, Basket Case 1994. American Idiot doesn't surprise me either. No. Um, followed by September Ends, Time of Your Life and Boulevard. Yeah. Slightly sad that When I Come Around isn't um, a Welcome to Paradise up on that list or, yeah. I, I would have thought When I Come Around would, would be in the top yeah. five. But, um. See, I was listening to When I Come Around earlier and the simplicity of the guitar in that that same riff over and over again yeah and then the bass that brings it to life and just that's like who's what six chords using that song six no five five maybe and it's just like how simplistic is that yeah but how fucking effective is that and and again yeah it's, oh. right I'm going to ask it I'm going to ask the question favourite Green Day album and favourite Green Day song overall song I know that's hard to narrow it down, but if you had to pick one on one, uh, I, I can I can imagine speaking to people who are big Green Day fans afterwards and then being like, "The fuck, yeah, the fuck, man." Nimrod, yeah, I'm going with Nimrod. Um, my favorite Green Day song, tricky one, isn't it? Oh, this there's so many that's an impossible songs. question to answer, but. If it was the case of you can only ever listen to one Green Day song for the rest of your life, or more, I think the question is more of a go-to. Like when you when you think, oh, I'm going to listen to Green Day, what's the first song you put on? Okay, yeah, that's a good shout. Um, Rather than saying favorite, okay. Um, Geek Stink Breath. Yeah, yeah, from Somniac. Yeah, fucking that, that that that's a song for all occasions. Weddings, funerals, the worst. <laughs> I think it's just it's, it's the yeah. and then yeah yeah I, oh, all stuck with me. Oh, I, I I I can't give you a straight answer without talking about every single Green Day song for the next. Uh, and we don't want people emailing in telling us how long no. the show is either. So um, I think if I had to choose an album, I'd probably go American Idiot. Um, but. For the song I would put on, it would be Welcome to Paradise. Yes. Just when that guitar comes in. Yeah. Just that's, you know, you want to blast it. Because that was on Kablunk as well. Welcome to Paradise. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Mm. So I, th- I think that kind of, that, that sort of wraps it up really. The, we, oh, we, we could talk so much more about Green Day. Yeah. But I just don't think, again, it's the same with Foo Fighters, isn't it? Is we would need to have another whole episode or another three or four episodes to cover Green Day in, you know, in that kind of, um, that kind of depth. So, yeah, let's go over to Chris's tidbits then. Oh, no! There's Chris's Green Day tidbits. (laughs) (laughs) I've got two for you. Oh, yeah? Do you know what Green Day means? I always imagined it was... The day where they go and get high together? Literally, in Oakland, there was a phrase that meant if you were having a green day, smoking the green all day. Green day. Yeah, okay, yeah, I did think it was that. Tidbit number two. Dookie, 
Yeah. Was originally going to be called <laughs> Liquid Ducky. What does Ducky mean then? Poo. Oh, okay. So it's basically uh, the band were a bit of a kind of like a, a an in joke, but they were saying that because they always used to laugh about like their hideous shits they take on tour because of their <laughs> poor diet. Yeah, and it was just like yeah, Ducky. So like cause obviously like the the thing on the front of the album is just a big steaming pile of shit. Yeah, there's all the monkeys throwing shit and the dogs throwing shit and stuff like that. And Ducky was basically yeah, just it, it's shit and yeah, liquid Ducky. But they I think they decided or they got told that was a bit too graphic. Um, so yeah, they yeah. called it Ducky instead. But yeah, that that's my tidbits, man. Oh, tidbits! Oh, tidbits! <laughs> well done, Green Day. I'm so patronising, isn't it? Well done, Green Day. Well done, you. Um, but Round no. of applause, Green Day. <laughs> now it's time for other bands beginning with G. <laughs> what you got? Uh, Good Charlotte. Could not be great a- live band. Could not be a G without Good Charlotte, could it? Yep. Goalkeeper. They're fairly new. Is that a band? It is a band, yeah. They're, yeah. they're kind of, um, they've been around for a couple of years. Um, I stumbled across mm. them um, whilst going through social media today. All and right. um, and I listened to a lot of their back catalogue this afternoon. And I really like them. Um, Thanks for that. I'll check yeah. them out. Yeah, Goalkeeper, really cool band. Um, garbage. Oh, yeah. I was like, love Garbage. Yeah. They're a great band. Goldfinger. Yep. Epic. John Feldman is a hero to many. And their live shows are phenomenal. Mm. Really, really good. Yeah. Very good. Very, you, very, very good. What have you got? I've got Glassjaw. But yeah. I think that's more alt rock. Again, um, is it? Hardcore. It's an alt rock podcast stroke punk pop. I think we forget that glass short are pretty damn cool. Pretty, pretty damn good. Narwhals. Narwhals, forgot about them. Yeah. Mm. They they've kind of come and gone, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I've got goo goo dolls written down, but Ooh, well, that's interesting. It's a bit out there. It's not Where well, that's, that's rock and roll, man. <laughs> um I've got Gorilla Biscuits. Oh, I don't know them. Uh proper punk. Um, like all of this is fake punk, but like, <laughs> no, like proper old school punk, like uh, early nineties, I think, or late, yeah, mm. late eighties. But yeah, proper, really cool band. Really, yeah. Again, like for fans of Descendants, Huskadoo. Yeah. Okay, yeah, very cool. Do you remember a band called Go Radio? They were like really sort of pop, more poppy than. No. Okay. Move on. Okay. Right. Cool. So. What are we going to do after this? Let's go to our fucking chair. Here. You're right over there. <laughs> it's like running a horse trying to get my chair. Chris made. is almost horizontal. Hello. Anyway, got my chair sorted. Thank you. Yeah, pricks. You know what time it is, don't you? Um, it must be time for. When you were looking side to side, then I was like, "Oh shit, have I done the wrong bit?" <laughs> <laughs> Title fights. That was good. Shut up. Ow. Right, enough of this tomfoolery. Do you know what? I really believed you that time <laughs> when you said title fight. Title fight. It's like the beginning of gladiators. And then you find out what two animals it is, and it's like you're just a fucking idiot. Okay, right, so today's animals in the title fight that takes place in a little car park next to the trolleys. Next to the trolleys is a key point. Key point. Is 
an otter in moccasins. <laughs> Go and listen to episode B and understand why that's crucial. Mm. Um, versus a goat in an American football helmet. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, right. So the goat, he's, he's, he's doing that classic thing with his feet. He's shifting them back, getting ready to like ram nice. with his helmet on. Ram, good one. Hey, see what it did there? <laughs> Well, obviously, Otter is in his moccasins, and he's he's doing some kind of like little dance. Um, what's that? Is it country dancing? Line dancing. Yeah, he's doing a bit of that, right? And the goat's like, "Mate, what the fuck are you doing?" So the goat runs it in, full speed. Has the goat got horns? Uh, well, it has. It's it's in a it's in a helmet though, so. <laughs> I, I wish you could all see this, but I've got a picture of a goat on the wall up in the uh, studio here, and I've just pointed it to... The goat's actually smiling. Um, I will put a picture of this goat on social media. Please I took a picture do, of it, yeah. and he's, he's got a little bit of a grin on him, bless him. But that guy in an American football helmet, charging he, yeah. at an otter in moccasins. Yeah, I think the um, the, otter, the otter's going to win because he's going to outwit the goat. And the goat's going to keep charging at him. Yeah. And he's just going to be doing this, like, river dance in his moccasins. <laughs> he's just going to keep, like... Shift- <laughs> he's a Spanish otter. He's going to be shiftily go around the goat every time. <laughs> the goat's going to get so fucked off, he, like, runs into the trolleys and gets his head stuck. He- <laughs> <laughs> For some reason now, he's called El Otto. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Okay, so the otter in moccasins um, joins kangaroo, tadger, polar bear on a moped and T-Rex with a mallet um, yeah. in the uh, the big battle royale, which is coming up. I've forgotten when. It's three weeks time because we'll have eight. So. I think we're doing it in the, the drunk cast, right? Oh, my days. Well, that's just the perfect thing, isn't it? Yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, and then we'll start again. Cracking open those ABK beers. Oh, yeah. Cheers, and ABK. if... You want to fund us so we can get more drunker, because that's a real word. Yeah. Buy me a coffee. How do you buy me a coffee, Jay? Uh, go to buymeacoffee.com slash brainstew. Yeah. And um, you can donate the, I think the minimum amount is like five pounds. Yeah. But um, you can also leave us a little note in the in the box there. So if you're like, I'm going to give you five pounds, but you have to buy two cents of special brew or... Two bottles of ABK hell. Whatever you can get for whatever money you want to donate. And we will absolutely sample it and give you a shout out for sending it in and if someone wants to buy me some WD-40 for the chair that you greased before we start recording we will definitely sample that motherfucker as well cool okay well that was title fight and that was ruddy bloody good fun okay moving on to our next topic which is the funkiest theme song going Cool story. Bro. (laughs) I just had this image right. I don't know why. Yeah. I I I I don't know what is wrong with my head. Timmy Mallet. (laughs) Tiny Mallet. I just I I I don't even want to like Yeah. If you if you're not a listener in the UK, to be fair, if you're a listener in the UK, you probably want to Google it. Timmy Mallet. He was a kids' TV presenter um, in the oh Christ the eighties, nineties. Um, you're gonna Google it and be like, all right, yeah, what's funny about that? Nothing. 
No. Nothing at all, but that's just how my brain works. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right, well, this is the part of the show. I'm going to say it again, but I find it... Okay, hang on, let me just put the subtitles on. All right, try again. Thanks. So this is the part of the show where I find a story in the news for Chris, and he's going to give it his verdict. Is it cool story bro or cool story no? And it could be a funny story. It could be a cool story. And I'm not going to interrupt you. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Have you heard the story about the interrupting cow? Uh, no, how does it go? <laughs> oh, you didn't do it, you fucking idiot. <laughs> when, I when, fucked up the world's easiest joke. When um, when my eldest son was learning that first, he did exactly the same thing. He like, Daddy, have you heard the joke about the interrupting goat? <laughs> and then I'd be like, no, 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 I haven't. He'd be like, bah. <laughs> You're like, oh, mate. Oh, bless him. Oh, amazing. Right, before we go into the story, I've got some face-palming headlines for you, Chris. Yes! Okay, are you ready? Hang on, just want to get some good... Um... You ready? Oh, I, said, I just said that without moving my mouth. I can't do it. <laughs> is that, is, did you record your wife? <laughs> no. So, sorry, that's some... Yeah, that's the drunk cast. Yep, sorry. Right, face palming headlines this week. Condom truck tips over, spills load. <laughs> yes. City unsure why sewer smells. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> I was like, why are they unsure? Okay, yep, cool. Keegan fills Shermichael's gap with semen. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and the- <laughs> Okay, and the last one this week. Why did this man push 114 watsits up his bottom? <laughs> because. <laughs> there was a bunch of frat boys with one of these giant. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Imagine having 114 watsits up your ass, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. More of that shit next week. Oh, that was amazing. <clears throat> Actually, I'll tell you what. Next week, one. Next week, faith. I can't talk tonight. So next that, what week. Are you, what are you drinking right now? It's just um, a cola drink with lime in it. Just lime in it. Other cola drinks are available. And other fruits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking a Pepsi Max um, with, with a grapefruit in it. Oh. Next week. <coughs> the face palmy headlines are pretty rude. Oh, okay. As a heads up. Okay, over to Cool Story Bro. Here we go. It's been animal heavy this week, Chris. Oh, I love animals. That's, I've got two stories for you this week. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 animal heavy. I fucking love animals, Jay. I, w- I wish you had a, a, a Stanley sound from, from the office. What is wrong with you? <laughs> have you lost your mind, Mark? Because I help you find it. <laughs> oh, right. right, hang on. Yeah, here we go. So I've got two stories for you. One quick one. And it's been animal heavy and I couldn't decide between them. So Okay. Okay, so Groundhog Day. Oh, yep. Punks of Tawny Phil predicts six weeks m- more winter. Prick. Okay. And Punxsutawney Phil is a groundhog. Okay, I don't know if you've got that. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I've seen the film. 
You have? Many times. Oh, mate, I'm new, I'm new to this then. You've never seen Groundhog Day? Oh, I've seen the film, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Um, You've never okay. seen Groundhog Day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're so funny. You're oh, so funny. dear, I'm just going to take myself out back and shoot. Okay, so people across the world gathered in at Gobbler's Knob. Yep. In Pennsylvania to see the Groundhog Day tradition. This year marked the 136th year of the Groundhog Day tradition, in which the town's leaders pulled Phil from his den to hear the prediction that there will be six more weeks of winter. Shut up. Sorry, back in the room. Okay, well, I don't know why, but I didn't know Phil was a groundhog. <laughs> Is that the story? <laughs> oh, my days. It was basically because there's been a lot of animal news, and that okay. was part of the animal news, all right? Christ, thank God I pressed that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, over to the, the real news. Okay, the real one, the proper one. Yeah. Here. Not that crazy, <laughs> crazy. Right, oh, sorry, sorry. You're clearly up to date with your Groundhog news. <laughs> I subscribed to Groundhog <laughs> Gazette. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> For all your Groundhog news. <laughs> right, here we go. Mole found hunting for bargains in pound stretcher is named Ernest. <laughs> Continue, please. I have questions. Right. So this is uh, the 8th of Feb. This is coming in. Again, the metro.co.uk. They seem to have all the best stories. A bargain hunting mole found its way into a branch of pound stretcher and frightened staff uh, before they came around and named him Ernest. The furry mammal is thought to have stowed away on a pallet to get inside. Shut up. Sorry. Uh, right. <laughs> Have you got the pig? <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! I'm I'm laughing because I laughed so hard last time I farted. <laughs> I've got to listen back on the edit and see if, it, if it's audible. But oh my days! I didn't realise I was getting that old. I can't control myself. <laughs> Yeah, oh no, no, you carry, oh. carry on, I'll, I'll edit some of this out, the listeners oh. will we'll just fast forward through this shit. Right. This is why it's too fucking long. <laughs> okay, this is a great story about a mole. Yep. Okay. Come on, serious. We we can do this. <sighs> serious black. We can we can pull through this. We can. Right. Oh. You got this. You got this. Go. <laughs> Go. Go. <laughs> what is that? Go. <laughs> Does that go on? 
a guy going, go. Uh, <coughs> fucking hell. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Uh, right. All right, no more. No more silliness. Right, a bargain hunting mole found its way into a branch of pound stretcher and frightened the staff. Before they came around and they named him Ernest. The furry mammal is thought to have stowed away on a pallet to get inside. Sneaky devil. Mm. And spent around four hours browsing before he was spotted hiding by the tills. Store manager Judy Bruis, 64, described the moment that one of her checkout assistants screamed after finding the rat-sized mole. Okay. Mm. Judy, who has worked in the shop for four years, said, I hadn't seen a mole before. I've only seen wind in the willows. <laughs> I was amazed at how furry it was. He was so clean too. He didn't look like he'd just come out of a hole. Sound like they've been dating. (laughs) (laughs) Judy helped put the mole in a basket before taking him back across the road to a wooded area. Whether he'd come bargain hunting, I don't know, she said, but he certainly caused a stir. He was a good four or five inches long and quite chubby. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Judy said there were around seven customers in the shop at the time. I bet they're all in That's the, so relevant, isn't it? I bet they're all in the fucking queue. One person <laughs> serving. How is that relevant to the story? I don't know. Seven people were in the shop when the mole was found. Is there more to the story? Um, it simply says, she added, you couldn't see him coming in on CCTV because he obviously came in alongside the pallet. He was in the store for around four minutes. Customers wanted to have a nice look. <laughs> Fuck off, Judy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, that's... I mean, it's an amazing story. There's there's, there's a, a fuck ton of irrelevant stuff in it. The bit I like is how... Oh, he must have snuck in. He was only browsing for four minutes. I, I like the fact that they've tried to, like, you know, personify him as a, as a shopper. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he was coming for bargains. <laughs> yeah. Because normally moles only come on a Wednesday. Yeah, m- moles don't shop in Pound Stretcher. Yeah. Usually. Was it a Pound Stretcher, was it? It was, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, cool story, no. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. I just, no. Cool story, no. Cool story, no! No! <laughs> no! Can you play us out? Oh, yes, 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 I can. Thank um, you. Judy tells poo stories. <laughs> oh my days! <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's the sound itself or you miming the sound <laughs> back at me, which is killing me. Holy fuck. Oh, my days. Well, that was it for Cool Story Bro. If you have got any stories you'd like to tell us, please write in because I'm getting tired of reading out (laughs) terrible stories that I find in the news. Please tell us your stories at... uh, chat at brainshoe.co.uk yeah and similarly forgot to plug that one on title fight we did have um someone email in for title fight um this week 
but they were asking us to pit real people against each other, which... Yeah, it's not the rules of Total Fight. No, and to be fair, both of them have passed away. So, yeah, it kind of... We're going to stick to completely ludicrous animals with with stuff, um, knowing full well, but... As long as nobody takes offence from from any of the uh, opponents that are taking part, I think we're good. We've not had an email from the um, the Lions on Penny Farthings League yet. No, it's any day now. <laughs> anyway, right. So it must be time now for the big bucket of bullshit. <laughs> He's the big bucket of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fucking done. I'm done, Chris. (laughs) I don't know what came over me. (laughs) I'm so done. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Oh. I've not even added it like that much sugar tonight. Wow. No, I've had like a ooh, hello. Um yeah, so okay, well let, let's let's talk about the big bucket of bullshit. So last week we had our first special guest on the show, our friend Justin Glynn, and he pulled out a big bucket of bullshit suggestion which he seemed to have wrote himself. So funny how he picked his own one out. Uh, to be fair, we told him to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he uh he suggested that we go dressed as a rabbit and we go into Asda, other stores are available, and purchase as many carrots as possible. So how did we get on with that, Chris? Oh, we didn't do it. Um, <laughs> it, it was a great idea at the time, um, <clears throat> but we didn't do it. Um, one of many reasons we didn't do it was because we didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 we do... I said we. I, I do have a rabbit costume. Um, yeah, I think that's where the inspiration came from. Yeah, I just. I couldn't be asked if I'm honest. I tell just, you what, I just didn't fancy dressing up as a rabbit and going around as the. No, I, I I was mindful of the wastefulness of the carrots. Yeah. Um and yeah, so no, it, it was it was a good idea. It made me laugh. Um, but no, we didn't do it. Nine carrot gold idea though. Bloody ruddy brilliant. Yeah. Well done. So apologies, listeners, if you wanted to see that. But um, just u- use your imagination and, you know, think what it would be like. The two guys in the late 30s dressed as rabbits <laughs> in front of you at the supermarket going, oh, this would have been funny 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, sorry. No, was... Yeah, sorry, guys. Anywho. What's, uh, should we see what's next week? Let's get ready for the next Big Bucket of Bullshit. Should we do the jingle again? Yeah, let's do it. Right, here we go. Are you ready for this? Uh, I don't know if I am after last week. What we got? We have got from. I can't even see what that name says. It's too squiggly. Pez. Pez. The sweet. I'm guessing so. Yeah. Unless that must be someone who's got like a really big neck. Okay, right. Pez, sweet dispenser, wants us to choose five animals each and do the impressions of them. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. I think we can do that. Can we choose the animals for each other? (laughs) That's a game changer. Shut up. (laughs) All right. 
Well. Shut up. <laughs> uh, oh my. You've got to take shut up off of that because no, no, it's the best fucking thing that's ever. Do you know? I, I said to you earlier, like, um, yeah. In the break was like, oh, editing is going to be great because we haven't got anything to chop easy. out this week. Yeah. And um, yeah. I don't think I'm going to chop out a fucking thing of this one. I'm just going to apologise for episode H. Yeah. When I say, you know those five minutes when there wasn't anything happening apart from us laughing and <clears> me <throat> keep pressing that? Yeah. It's comedy gold. <sighs> okay. If you've got any suggestions for the big bucket of bullshit, please write into chat at brainstew.co.uk. We'd love to hear what you're thinking and what you'd like us to do. Can't promise we'll do it, though. Yeah, as so... we have proven. Next week is H or... <laughs> or... Yeah. Next week is H. Uh, tune in, see what band is coming up. Yep. Um, and a couple of weeks' time, we've got uh, a pal of ours, Ben Garber, coming on from Absolute Bedlam Podcast to yep. have a chat with us. You can talk about all things I. And then after that, we have our break where we're going to do the drunk cast, where we're going to be reviewing some beers, um, general chit chat, and we've got another guest on for that one as well. Aren't you lucky? Lovely jubbly. Okie dokie. Well, thank you very, very much for listening once again. Thank you for putting up with all the fucking mindless craziness. Tom Fordery. And keep emailing in. Keep keep coming with your suggestions and um, spread the word to your friends. Please leave us reviews. Is there anything else I need to ask anybody to do? No. I think the listeners have been lovely, except for Pete. I've had enough of Pete now. Wow. Yeah. Shots fired. Unless he wants to send us some nice gifts. Maybe. Well, he doesn't know where to send them. <laughs> We're not giving an address out either because we'll just start getting brioche turning up. Yeah, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what he's done to the brioche. Also, if brioche wants to uh, sponsor the podcast, I'll work on that. Oh, like a brand of brioche? No, just brioche. I think in general, the, the bread. <laughs> yeah. This week was sponsored by brioche. Next yeah. week, it's naan. <laughs> exactly. Love that. Anyway, I think it's time to go to bed. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. We'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Thanks have, for listening. Have a good week. Cheers. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.